everybody. <laughs> this is Binging the Force, and we are so excited to get news from Celebration 2023. We had so much that came out of uh, London these past few days, uh, and so we are just like overwhelmed with awesome Star Wars news. So, Michael, why don't you take us through some of the announcements that happened? So we have here, uh, you know, for those of us watching uh, this special bonus episode of Binging the Force, uh, this last weekend, uh, April, I guess, over what, four days? Um, April 2023 yeah. in London, uh, we had Star Wars Celebration, and uh, they brought in tons of the actors from all of the shows, from all of the movies. There was an insane amount of new announcements, an insane amount of trailers and everything. Um, so the big thing is right off the bat is that uh, there are going to be more, uh, another season of Tales of the Jedi, Tales of the Jedi season two, which is what we started off the show with. And there's still a couple of them for us to go back and, and uh, finish off on. Um, but yeah, more season two of, of Tales of the Jedi. And then the big thing is that uh, three new Star Wars movies was kind of the headline on the first day. What? Yeah. <laughs> three new Star Wars movies were announced. Um, to be released over several years. Um, first off, we've got, uh, they, they put up this timeline talking about what's going to be happening or at least delineating. I mean, I, you know, I'm going to really kind of throw this to Dale or, you know, the rest of you guys to really break into this and talk about these different eras of Star Wars and where this new announced movie kind of fits into it. Yep. This is going to be generation zero, basically the, uh, the, the the book of Genesis and the for stories about Jedi uh, in, in the Star Wars universe, I guess. Um, so no, no, nothing recorded uh, or no stories told earlier than this, uh, even earlier than the Old Republic and High Republic. Uh, Jan, James Mangold, um, he's doing uh, the Indiana Jones um, that comes out this summer. So he's got that pre-existing relationship with Kathleen Kennedy, and he is he's on tap to uh, to helm the next. Um, the next big Star Wars film. Uh, it might not be the, the next one out. Uh, he's also doing Swamp Thing for DC at the same time. So we'll see uh, kind of how his attention goes over the next couple of years. But uh, exciting to, to get a story like this, I think. No one expected it. And for those people just listening, I mean, what we're looking at is we're looking at a chart that shows different eras, you know, in the in the Star Wars story, in the Star Wars timeline. And this was a slide that was shown at Celebration. And so I highlighted, you know, that basically they, they made now the first entry in that timeline. It's now Dawn of the Jedi. And I believe that is that is intended at this point subject to possible sure. change. But that is going to be the title of the, yeah. of the Star Wars movie that James Mangold is going to make Dawn of the Jedi. Yeah. And then from there it goes to you know, Dawn of the Jedi, the Old Republic, the High Republic. Uh, Fall of the Jedi, which which is basically you know episodes you know one two three, and then you know uh, Reign of the Empire, which is episodes four five six. Uh, what is the next one there? Age of Rebellion. Age of Rebellion. Age of Rebellion. So yeah. so so yeah. So that's you know four five six as well. The New Republic, which is kind of the era that we're in on TV right now with you know, Book of Boba Fett, The Mandalorian, Ahsoka is all part of the New Republic. And then the First Order is is essentially the episode seven, eight, nine is is the rise of the First Order. And then after that, we've got the New Jedi Order. And that that takes us to another one of our films, um, actually. So, so hold, hold on one second yeah. before, you, before you keep going. So three movies is very ambitious. Um, 
I think of the three movies, if, if any, and you know, Star Wars has made lots of announcements of directors, potential movie concepts over the past, uh, ever since, you know, Rise of Skywalker came out, right? So I'm, I'm trying, I want to be excited for this, but it just, we've been burned these past few years of movie, potential movie announcements that all just kind of fall apart, right? For, for one reason or another. And so I think they want this to feel differently with these movies, but I think that if, if any movie falls apart, it would be this one and, and have it not happen. That's that's my watch. Well, yeah, I'm recording this now, April 2023. So we will see, you know, years from now if if my my magic eight ball is true. I mean, yeah. James Mangold is, as Dale said, he's very very busy. He's a very in demand filmmaker. He he works on a lot of stuff. He's got Indiana Jones coming out. He's he's already pledged right now to Swamp Thing. But you know, th things happen while while things are in pre production or not even pre production. I shouldn't say in development while things are still in development. But I know Kathleen Kennedy was quoted as saying that the three movies announced were further along in development than they had let people yeah. know previously. Yeah, she did say that they were pretty well developed at this point and, um, like Michael said, really moving along. Um, I tell that to Takai Watiti. Yeah, I mean, until, until, I mean, the phases in terms of filmmaking, you've got development and development could be decades you've yeah. got pre-production which is usually like a couple months to a couple years to actually get everything ready to start filming a film is not real until cameras start rolling and so we're definitely not there on any of these projects at this point so so you can, Ryan johnson yeah so so I, everything is nothing is real and yeah. and and as warner brothers proved you know last year even after things have been filmed and edited and stuff, <laughs> yeah. that's no guarantee that a, that, a, that a film or a tv show is ever going to actually be released so yeah, yeah, there, yeah. There, are, there are never any guarantees but the concept is yeah. good i think this concept is good it's been broached before a little bit in uh the dark horse comics if i remember correctly kind of like the first jedi uh but um of course that's all legends now so I think, I think it's well, a fun think, idea. It's definitely a fun idea. Yeah, I think Rebels even went into kind of the mysticism of the cube thing The that that is going to kind of show the origin that's going to be kind of a mystic kind of um, – because this is like 10,000 years before the the Old Republic, I guess. It's going gonna, it's gonna to go way back and kind mm -hmm. of give the religious – kind of the religious origins of the Jedi and stuff. So – even just times, course, right? very different, a very different movie. It could be really cool. Great director, if if they can make they can make the script and everything work right. So, right before we get to that new Jedi Order one, which which kind of is is the more controversial one. Let's go with the less controversial one, <laughs> which is that one of the films announced is going to be a a new movie without a title yet, uh, that will be directed by Dave Filoni and written by John Favreau. Um, it will be a wrap-up movie for essentially like the entire New Republic era that they're doing right now, which encompasses Mandalorian, Ahsoka, Book of Boba Fett, um, a skeleton crew is, is in there as well. So all the things that are taking place in this era in Return of the Jedi and and um, uh, now I can, uh, Episode 7. Um, 
Force Awakens. Force Awakens. That you know that 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 era there. Um, it will be basically the fan favorite movie. I would say you know that that gives gives Dave Filoni and John Favreau, who have had such success on TV, a much bigger budget to tell a larger story to kind of you know. Put 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 the nice put the bow on yeah put the bow on yeah that yeah. all all the story that he's that Dave filoni has been doing since you yeah. know Clone Wars and Rebels and all that kind of stuff all these characters that they've been creating you know and give them a big budget canvas and a movie theater canvas to to kind of finish that story on yeah that could be a lot of fun if you bring all these characters together right yeah it could be a lot of fun I mean Ahsoka yeah. Mandalorian I I don't know exactly how you'd integrate them but yeah it could be really really cool well on the pre-production on that's already done i mean that's the thing they know how to do this yeah. movie because they, they've got all the tv shows they've got all the actors cast yeah. you know so it's yeah. really just you know giving you a big crescendo avengers endgame type ending to that to yeah. that saga, yeah. You know? right yeah it's kind of the to to compare it to the mcu yeah it's their it's the end of their their phase yeah uh, i mean th this idea wasn't really a surprise um, because the announcements back in December 2020, when they announced things like Book of Boba Fett and um, Re uh, Rangers of the New Republic, um, you know, it's it's putting all these stories in the same part of the timeline so that you can do some kind of crossover. But I think for me, the most exciting part of this is they want to put this in theaters. It's not just going to be, hey, next month we're going to have this new Disney Plus content. It's we get to go back in theaters and see these characters that started off on our TVs, we get to see them on the big screen. Uh, so you know, I'm, I'm very excited for this. That's a good point, Dale, because when it comes to some of this stuff, I mean, look how, how some of the Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe has handled things when it comes to, here's the Disney Plus shows, here's the movies. Do they mix? Do you have to see the shows in order to understand what's happening in the movies? For the most part, it's been no, but now we're getting into this whole um, you know, kind of Kang, evil villain-centered phase of the movies. And if you haven't seen things like Loki or other places that, that he's going to be showing up in a show, will you feel lost? So, but I feel like for this, for this Filoni-verse culmination in a movie, I feel like it's going to be tough. They try to walk that line of, yeah. you don't have to have seen everything that's come before to enjoy yeah. the big thing over here. Maybe you'll just see all this and you'll get more out of it, out of the yeah. movie. If you have seen all of these episodes, maybe you don't have to have it. Yeah. This Can you make a Mando, Ahsoka, yeah. Book of Boba Fett movie stand on its own? Yeah. And yeah. then John Q. Public can yeah. come and see it. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's the watched, challenge is to... watched all of Clone Wars, hasn't watched all of Rebels, hasn't watched all of Mandalorian, hasn't watched all of Ahsoka, hasn't yeah. watched all of Skeleton yep. Crew, you know. That, that's right. the challenge, I think, yeah, that they need to they need to make a good movie. And, like, one of my favorite Star Wars movies is Rogue One. It's a good movie to begin with. It's not... You don't have to be totally steeped in... Like, I, I read, like, Catalyst and stuff like that. It gave the backstory of them, you know, the you know, mining the Kyber crystals and stuff like that you can get real nerdy, but it was just a good movie. It had interesting characters. It had a, a, a goal that they were all trying to achieve and, yeah. and the stakes were high. And uh, you it's know, a movie that can stand on its own, right? Yeah. Cause but like, you get more out of it if you know the yeah. wider universe. Exactly. Yeah. yeah I, that, I think that is I, a challenge for Dave Filoni and John Favreau. In this yeah. Movie. 
Yeah, I, I think by the time uh, this one goes in front of cameras, we'll have, you know, four or five seasons of Mando, two or three seasons of Ahsoka, maybe a season or two of, of Skeleton Crew. But how do they how do they name this? Uh, I know they're not going to put a number in the uh, in the title and they probably aren't going to call it Mandalorian the movie. Like, how, how do you shape this where an audience where someone can just go in and say, I want to go see the new Star Wars and I don't want to watch 50 hours of television prior to going in. The they they the do previously is. on all of these episodes as like five first five minutes of the movie. Yeah. You almost <laughs> have to create a new story or a story that can be compacted in that two and a half hours or three hours, however many they get it, that everybody can catch up to and understand. Um, it is a little bit dangerous. It is a little bit dangerous because um, I think Iger coming back, he's told Kathleen Kitty, you got to make these Star Wars movies work again. And for them to work, the mass audience has to come see them, not just us. Sure. The Michael, you have a title? Movie, you watch everything Dave Filoni does and you absolutely love him, right? But yeah. can he make a movie? A great motion picture absolutely that will make billions. Because that's what he needs to do. So let's um, move on to the third movie announced, which uh, was probably the most controversial, I'd say, of the three. It shouldn't really? be, but I, but I think it is. And uh, that is a continuation of the saga, um, basically a new movie uh, without a title, but it, it, it will be starring Daisy Ridley as Rey, um, returning 15 years after the rise of Skywalker. Daisy Ridley returns as Rey. She is now a Jedi master. She is in the process of forming the new Jedi Order, which is now that new era of Star Wars that we're moving into past the you know nine, nine movie uh, Skywalker saga there. Uh, directed by Charmin Obaid uh, Chinoy, who uh, directed two episodes of Ms. Marvel and written by uh, British uh, writer Stephen Knight, who did the very popular British show Peaky Blinders. I think Disney should just be printing money for this one. Yeah. Like everybody loves Ray, people want more of Ray. Daisy Ridley is just like so charming. Mm -hmm. You can bring back characters like Poe Dameron. Uh, probably not Finn because of real life controversies with him and comments that he's made, but like other, other characters who we've loved from the sequel trilogy. So I feel like for this one, man, this, this is a slam dunk for me. So I'm curious what sort of controversies there are surrounding that. I'll tell you the controversy. The controversy is, is 40 plus year old Star Wars fans, you know, male, male, white, 40 year plus Star Wars fans who, you know, say it's not my Star Wars, but I can tell you that there's an entire multiple generations, yeah. including my 12 year old daughter who, you know, her favorite thing in Star Wars, what she's yeah. grown up with is seven, eight, nine. Yeah. And her favorite character by far in Star Wars, well, probably not yeah. Rogu, but her, her, her favorite, human character in star wars by far is ray and she will absolutely yeah. be there for a ticket for that she'll yeah. be probably like 15 16 17 by then and it'll be her and probably you know a whole group of friends who will all be going to see that movie multiple times cosplaying yeah. ray while they go in the theater exactly yeah i think you're right michael you can bring in that younger i don't know 15 year oldish that maybe saw the movies or whatever you know when it comes out i don't know yeah um that will be their star wars yeah, it'll be their Star Wars. And I think you can reset it, just like what they did with Fork Wake, Force Awakens. You come up with a new big bad, you know, empire type, you know, like like they, you know, they brought back Thrawn and some of the, the book series and stuff. You know, oh, the Empire's dead. Well, it's really not. They're still lurking out there. And, you know, the Republic gets, you know, complacent. And then they show up again and they're not ready. 
James, um, please tell me you're not hoping the really Empire cool. or a Death Star comes back again. Exactly. Yeah. They, well, they might need to. They might. You're killing me. It better not be a new clone of her grandfather. <laughs> or maybe the uh, the Sith of like, I don't know, resurrected themselves in a different type of form of Sith or something. Maybe I, I want new, a total left turn. Um, no Sith. Yeah. No Empire. Give me something new. Well, I th I think you would have like there would have to be an enemy, and I mean I think if she's if she's building a new you know light side you know Jedi, then I think there will be a new dark side Jedi, but it may be something different. I think the same way that hopefully she would be not trying to recreate the mistakes of the past, that they would be doing the same thing. They would be looking at the failures of of you know what happened with the you know only two for thousands of years with the Sith, and you know probably doing their own thing as well. And it might even be maybe some combination of the two that that maybe yeah. you know it's maybe all they'll be great Jedi. Yeah, all of I mean, that's, yeah, I'm all like for being a whole like. Yeah, I'm all for being a whole innovation thing. Yeah. yeah, the only you know just little bit of tease we got as far as plot is starting a new Jedi Order, which you know post OT that's what Luke set out to do, and then it all went to hell with his with his nephew. Um, so you know we can kind of see. Um, you know, she doesn't. She doesn't have the sacred text um, that that Luke had. So uh, you know, uh, when she gets to write the rules, um, who knows where where the story is going to go? Uh, but you're right, Michael. Just have a feisty, bratty nephew. You know, yeah. There there does have to be um, so, some conflict. So um, maybe we do see John Boyega return. Maybe maybe he goes the other way. Maybe he felt spurned by by uh, Ray and. Maybe he's going to be the, the dark side. Oh, oh interesting. Yeah. Hurt my heart. That'd be cool. We, we, actually have, we actually have several live viewers on Facebook right now. And so I'm going to go ahead and pull up a uh, comment from, from a Facebook viewer right now. Uh, show me where Disney hurt you. <laughs> I'd have to stand up and bend over. I'm sorry. Uh, it's, it's, it's interesting that um, we're coming, we're coming back to Ray so soon. Like it seems soon, but. Obviously, you know, so someone uh, in a position of power um, at, at Lucasfilm is like, this is a great character. There's more story to be told. So if the actor is on it, when have you ever seen a movie announcement where it's like, this guy's going to direct and here's your star before we know anything else? Like, that is the weirdest announcement. But hey, if, if Daisy's on board, mm -hmm. um, that's cool. Yeah, well, I'm, and I mean, I'm it's, surprised. It's, by the time this movie comes out, I mean, it's going to be quite a few years. I mean, they're setting it 15 years, you know, after. So, I mean, it's not like it's going to be right there. And, yeah. and I mean, we're going to have several yeah, years right. of the Star Wars TV yeah. series first. I mean, so we're, there's going to be a lot of Star Wars that will have happened by the time that yeah. movie happens. You know, maybe there's uh, like the New Order, you know, hung out in the Outer Rim and then showed up, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe we'll have another threat like the. Yuzhan Bing or whatever, he will show Yuzhan up. Yuzhan Yeah. We have another question from, from Linda on yeah. uh, Facebook saying, you know, can you create a light side Jedi, Jedi order without opening yourself up Ooh. to a dark side rising? I mean, opening one means opening the other. Yeah. yeah. That's That's a very good point. It makes sense that if there's a new Jedi order, there's going to be a new Sith order. There's two yeah. sides there are, you know? Yeah. Right. For, yeah. Force, Awakens sure will be, uh, Force Awakens will be a decade old by the time the, this you know, film comes out, exactly. part of The Force Awakens was the, the, the awakening. And it wasn't just the light side and dark. It was it was awakening in, in Ray just as, as much as it was with, with Snoke and, and yeah. Kylo Ren. 
So, oh. so before we, we leave Linda's first comment about show me where Disney hurts you, I will tell you where Disney's hurt me. Disney has not hurt me at all in the movies and shows it has put out. I, I've been a fan. I mean, maybe not as big a fan of Book of Boba Fett, but there are parts of it that I really like. Mando has been fantastic. I've loved all of the movies that have come out since Disney took over Lucasfilm. I know that's a controversial statement. I'm, well, okay, maybe not Rise of Skywalker. Scratch that. But generally, where Disney has hurt me is the teasing, right? Dale, you said Rangers of the New Republic. Yeah. I mentioned several directors and movie concepts and just so many ways that Lucasfilm has said, oh, we're going to put out this or we're going to attach this director to it. And it's going to be fantastic. And then silence. And it's just like, where's that rug? We can quietly sweep this under. So, like, I get that they want to make these big, fun, exciting announcements, and they're very good at that. However, are they also good, Disney, at following through and actually creating and putting out these good products? You know, he's been doing it, Dave Filoni. That's why I have the most confidence in that movie actually happening. I would just call that life happening. I mean, that's that's to me that doesn't bother me. I my, here's my direct answer to that question is I won't say where Disney hurt me, but here's where Star Wars hurt me. Um, Midichlorians uh, <laughs> di- died of a broken heart. Um, doing Luke dirty and 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 kind of not having having him so be such a spectacular failure at recreating the Jedi order. And that's to me where I'm really excited for this movie. Cause I really feel like this is a chance to get a do over on. We really should have had, you know, Luke successfully recreating the Jedi order in, you know, in a way that we didn't get in that trilogy. And so now having the opportunity for Ray, you know, and, and there was an allusion to this in turn, an allusion to this in terms of, you know, could there potentially be, you know, a return of Luke as a force ghost, you know, guiding, Ray to an extent, you know, in her building the new Jedi order. And now what was said was there's no guarantee. Kathleen Kennedy specifically when asked that said, you know, we're not necessarily going to go there, but to me, that possibility of having that do over of, you know, having Ray's building a Jedi order being a lot, you know, better success than Luke was, because as I've said, and we'll continue to say, as we go through, you know, the, the saga and stuff, my favorite thing and why I'm excited about some of these projects is, is, Jedi action is, is having Jedi in their prime, having large number of Jedis with lightsabers, being a force of good in the galaxy and, you know, really being, you know, the true kind of, you know, you know, saviors of, of the galaxy. And so having that opportunity, like to me, that was my biggest disappointment in, in, in seven, eight, nine is, you know, is, is just them just, as you said, kind of brushing aside. And you know, for me, it was the real world. For me, it's in the, the in story that they basically brushed aside this whole thing that, you know, Luke had 20, plus years to to rebuild the jedi order and based on one failure you know the whole thing fell apart yeah. and so you know i i really feel from a story Sweet standpoint that's my biggest problem with that trilogy is i really feel that they, they did the, the character of luke a huge disservice by just saying that like he completely failed as like a jedi mentor and and his his new jedi order just completely fell apart yeah yeah ray's definitely a different personality than luke when it comes to the confidence, determination, yeah. stubbornness, and if she puts her her mind to a new Jedi Order, uh, you know she can accomplish it. So, you know, but yeah, I mean, if you have a lot of Jedi, you have New Jedi Order. They are the the Knights of Justice, looking to you know have another thousand generations of, of peace and justice in the galaxy, and 
You know, I, I, I see her as somebody who's able to do that and have a good antagonist and good storytelling. So that's, that's my hope. That's, that's my dream on that. Yeah. Um, let's go ahead and get back to our slideshow there. And, and, you know, so we all have our hopes for that. Um, so we do have uh, some actual trailers. Um, there is a new, there's going to be a second season of Star Wars Visions, which uh, Star Wars Visions was where multiple animation companies were given the chance to create stories set in the Star Wars universe, usually around Jedi, um, that, that all could be completely unrelated to the saga, could be completely unrelated to, you know, disconnected from any existing storylines, could be about anything, and each episode was a completely different animation style. So um, let's go ahead and take a look at, you know, what we are looking forward to in, in uh, season two or volume two of Star Wars Visions coming on Star Wars Day this year. So in just a couple of weeks. So quickly, too. Like, they, they announced that it's happening. And guess what? You're getting it in less than a minute. Yeah. this guy. I'm going to lower the volume, hopefully, so that we can be heard better. He looks like he's a bad guy. Yeah, he definitely looks like a bad guy. <laughs> this is bad news, man. Yeah, so definitely Jedi. Definitely Jedi in ways that we haven't seen them before. Everyone has an inner light. Oh, stop motion. Yeah, completely uh, different styles. Yeah, nine, nine different animation studios with nine different animation styles. So we've got... More Japanese type style. I believe one is the Ardman Studios, the people who do Wallace and Gromit. I saw it myself. She has special powers. Can you get your porta potty off the start? Oh, yeah. I enjoy Don't be afraid. Playmation. May the force be with you. And that's good. I mean, whatever style helps tell the story, right? Yeah, to tell different types of stories. Yeah, if the story's good. It's, it's different feelings in the story. I, yeah. yeah, that that first season of um, the stories we got in, in Visions last season was every story had a light lightsabers in it, and it looks like that's the formula of the two studios are going to use the doing is let's see the forest. It's much more interesting than that first season, honestly. Yeah, I, I mean, that I, Wookie, the whole thing like Wookiees will tear your arms off, and a little, little, little <laughs> kind of Wookiee child kind of telling, "Yeah, don't, don't, don't make me angry." <laughs> we cannot choose where our calling takes us. Then you wanted like draw themes, ideas across all these different types of characters and episodes and settings, animation styles, right? That's gotta be hard to find a, a constant theme throughout. Right. It, it, it's kind of like um, official fan films with, with a budget, uh, you know. Um, yeah. Fan films are, are not canon. These stories are not canon. They're just stories in, in that universe. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it, nor do they have any characters we recognize. Like, I didn't see anybody in any yeah. of those who is a character who's been introduced before. No, I mean, I think that's the idea of these is that it's completely separate from any existing storylines. It's it's just stuff told in the universe. It's just it's just more Star Wars. It's it's you know it's it's more Star Wars. It's a whole big tapestry of worlds and stories that can be told. Um, so let's see. So let's get back to this. Do we want to do the Indiana Jones trailer? It's up to you guys. Uh, let's keep going. Okay. Yeah. There's, there's no force. There's no force. I'm really excited for it, but I've watched it a couple times. Yeah, I'm, re I'm really excited yeah. for it, but I mean... I am too, like yeah. I think it's a return to the original films. That's what's cool about it. Yeah. 
That's, that's like a great anything. announcement that's that we're anything. getting um, uh, Tales of, uh, oh, sorry, not Tales, uh, Visions so quickly um, because it, it seemed like that was going to be uh, for, further further out and there was just going to be like that little kid show coming out on May 4th. So getting Visions on May 4th. And, and honestly, also interestingly enough, I've never heard of an outcry for more Star Wars Visions. Mm-hmm. I don't know where this came from. I mean, it's nice. If this yeah. is if this is the item on the menu that you want to eat, go for it. But it didn't seem like there was really like in the yeah. Star Wars fan community the real groundswell asking for more visions. Well, to me, the great thing about it was like from the first group that that came out, like I didn't watch all of them, and you know there were I kind of looked through them and saw like okay, which animation style or which type of story kind of appealed yeah. to me, and I watched maybe two or three of them, and I think that's what's great about it is you can kind of just pick and choose, yeah. you know, what you want to watch. You, there's no onus on having to watch you know three other ones to understand you know the fourth you know you don't have to watch like all yeah. of them to understand like a consistent story you can pick and choose and just you know say hey i'm a wallace and grummet fan or i want like a funnier version of star wars so you watch that one episode you know that's 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 from Ardman studios and not have to watch any of the others that's that's kind yeah. of the great thing about that format i i what i like is it's um yeah every studio you know just got a clean slate to to write their own story you know, now if you go to buy a Star Wars comic book um, at the at, at the comic shop, there's no just standalone issue of a story. It's Ooh. this is chapter one of, you know, four or, you know, this is a 12 month of it. You know, it's a huge thing. It's a bigger commitment versus these. You know, if, if the entire story is wrapped up in 17 minutes. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so the next, like I said, we're going to go past Indiana Jones. No one needs to be sold. I'm going to see the Indiana Jones movie. It's going to be huge. Uh, it comes out June 30th. But, yeah, I'd say the the biggest thing to come out, you know, beyond the movie announcements and everything, I think the biggest thing was actually getting the trailer for Ahsoka, and especially, like, you know, in the world we're living in with the Mandalorian being so huge and us going over the tales of the Jedi and, you know, living in the Dave Filoni universe. I think this trailer for Ahsoka just, you know, is really – crazy in, ter- in terms of something that we actually have in the world now um so let's go ahead and do that and i think like i'm open to you know if anyone wants to say stop or pause because for me i'd love to have some of the stuff in here explained so you know i think probably some of our audience would feel that way too Something's i'm going to lower the volume on it and and you know i may pause it along the way here Something sure. dark. so yeah ahsoka from clone wars from rebels characters in those showing up even in the trailer, definitely in the show. And it's and it's Ros- Rosaria Dawson who played her, you know, now in uh, in several episodes of The Mandalorian, you know, now taking over the role that uh, that um uh, oh I, I, I Ashley Eckstein. Uh, sorry. Ashley Eckstein. Yeah, that Ashley Eckstein played in the uh, animated series, so her mm-hmm. taking over that role and like now bringing it into live action, but really essentially a live action Rebels. <laughs> This is a little bit of a callback to the Jedi temples we see in Rebels, um, but also like why would she have to cut a hole in the floor? I mean, there's a staircase right over there. So there's Sabine, Sabine, and a lockout. Yeah. We've got the two lightsabers. Um, is it, now I'm trying to remember. Is that the same color as the lightsabers she had in in Clone Wars and Rebels? She had white. Okay, so that's what they were here in the trailer. Yeah. And so, no Shara from Rebels and Chopper. Right, right. I know that a lot of people yeah, are pretty excited. Yeah. Love yeah, this, this is our first look at um, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Yeah. Um, is being confirmed as 
as Hera uh, yep. replacing Vanessa Marshall. And, you know, the first time I watched this, seeing live action Chopper, that got me pretty damn excited. Like, I know we <laughs> yeah. got to see Chopper roll yeah. through the background in, in Rogue yeah. One. But yeah, yeah. definitely a fan favorite. What are those? So now we've got some new villains here. These these are new characters, right? Correct. Or is yeah. it though? Yeah. They didn't they didn't even get a name until Saturday. On Friday, they had no names. Yeah. So that was an Imperial uniform. It kind of looked like there. Imperial ship or something new. Yeah. So we've got someone with a red lightsaber or actually an orange lightsaber. Dave right. Filoni was asked about this. The, the, the bad guys here have, have orange tinted lightsabers. And, and in the interview with Dave Filoni, he basically said, Oh, you caught that. You know, that, that, that was a, that's a callback, you know, to, to that, I guess he, him saying that, you know, in the original kind of films that Darth Vader's lightsaber would slightly vary in color and that the orange is intentional and means something, but he's not telling us what that means yet. This is There's a popular scene we saw from Clone Wars and Rebels in that scene that that tower, seeing this this the uh, city from a distance, and then right here is Sabine, who we see in live action for the first time, which is very yeah. cool. And so another her and Ahsoka have a history together. Good and, history. A, and a Mandalorian, who is a former wielder of the Darksaber, I believe yeah. we're going to be covering some of those episodes of Rebels soon, right? Yes. Yep. Things have changed. And All right, who we got here? The huge thing that stands out here, and I think it's intentional, is, is Mon Mothma. Uh, to me, uh, in, in my head, this could be a flashback scene because she looks exactly how she does in the Andor, you know, the prequel era. Yeah, yeah. Genevieve O'Reilly. They do not make her look like Carolyn Blackstan circa 1983. Yeah. But so so if this is this is either a flashback or we can assume after the Empire falls and she becomes you know, takes up this leadership position with the New Republic, that she's yeah. back to regal looks and not looking like Carolyn Blackston. And, and, and just good, good genetics for her. <laughs> yes. Um, there's, there's another guy uh, right uh, to her left, our, our right, um, whose name is um, um, the same as Kaz's character. Um, yeah, the guy second from the right. Um, same last name as Kaz from Resistance, so it could possibly be Kaz's dad. Oh, okay. We'll, we'll find out <laughs> and our first look at a live action yes. Thrawn. Probably <laughs> the antagonist for the series, I'm sure. He is a, uh, in a lot of respects, he is the toughest foe for anybody, right? He's yep. just so amazing. So, in that post so intelligent and so calculating, a force to be reckoned with. Yeah, basically that post Return of the Jedi, you know, yeah. era. He's, yeah. he's he, you know, it hasn't been really established yet here, but it was in in you know the EU novels, which are not which are now legends. But you know, we're definitely yeah. seem to be Filoni definitely seems to be bringing that back in. Yeah, they've kind of made him. They've made him more canon, especially when they put him in in Rebels and stuff. And you like and you don't see it here, and you don't hear his voice, but it was confirmed that Lars Mikkelsen. Lars, yeah. Who played the voice in the animated series is going to be playing him in live action. Yeah, the the extended trailer that came out 
uh, on on Saturday, you got to see him him from the front. Oh, do you? So you, got, okay. you got to see him all in the the blue makeup, and yeah, it's it's a blue guy. <laughs> he, he looks cool. But would you say is is Thrawn the most powerful bad guy that's not a Force user in 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 canon? Yeah. In, in my opinion, yeah, definitely. <laughs> that, I mean, depending on where they go yeah. with him, yeah, you know. I agree. Heir to the Empire. And, and, and she actually said the words as uh, heir to the Empire. Come on, that's, that's like somebody saying the name of the movie in a movie, right? Come on now. That's a little fan baiting to me right He here. keeps causing these Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be a great title for the Dave Filoni Star Wars movie? Yes. Yeah, I, mean, I could understand if I could definitely see Thrawn being the main antagonist for that movie. Too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now, who was that? Do we know? Uh, Mando season two, we saw her. Um, the name escapes me, but she oh. fought against Ahsoka already. Oh, okay. Um, the magistrate. The one that had the um, Beskar. Stick. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I never would have remembered that until you said that, until I asked who is that, and you said that. So I know who that is. Yeah, yeah I believe he's new. So That's George Lucas. <laughs> we have to but he's oh. got an orange lightsaber. <laughs> Prepare for the worst. Prepare for the worst. The Jedi fell a long time ago. Well, it looks like they're fighting possibly in the world between worlds uh, from the end, near the end of Rebels, or yeah. season four of Rebels anyway. Um, I don't know how critical that's going to be to what we end up seeing in the Ahsoka series, or if it's just the just the background. Uh, from what little bit they said about the plot is this bearded guy is the master of the other girl with the, with the similar lightsaber color. Which would and make he sense. sends her to off Ahsoka. So we'll see it. multiple left. lightsaber fights, I think. Oh, there's Ezra. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah a well, picture, not necessarily a moving, not like an interactive yeah. call. Are there going to be... Um... Are there going to be uh, space whales? That's what I want to see. We can hope so. We can only hope. That would be cool. Oh, yeah. Get Perhaps it is time to beginning. So this guy, right? Dale, you recognize this destroyer? Uh, Hu Yang uh, in Clone Wars was played by David Tennant. And it is played by David Tennant again. Oh, cool. Okay. Yes, so, that, um, that is confirmed that it is played by David Tennant. And I believe the, the, the stories were all that he, I guess, won an Emmy for, for playing the role originally. And so it is it is right. Emmy winner David Tennant reply, reprising his animated role. Okay. As a lightsaber building droid or something right. like that. Again. Survive this whole time. Very nice. There's your title card. Oh, where's the okay. Come into a streaming service near you in September. Oh, in August. Visually, August visually awesome. Um, they gave Ahsoka a uh, longer Leku than we saw her with in Mando. Um, <coughs> uh, so, so it's more. It's closer to the animated uh, look, I guess. I, I know when they, when when she showed up in, in Mando. Uh, um, Floney was like, well, we want it to be a little more realistic. It can't be super long, but for that trailer anyway, they, they're longer and it looks awesome. 
Okay, so that takes us through the trailers. Um, so the teasers, things that were not shown in public that, that you had to be there at Celebration in London uh, was Andor Season 2, Skeleton Crew, The Acolyte, and they announced that The Bad Batch, the next season will be the third and final season. So we'll wrap up that story. Or at least be the end of that series, which probably still ties into some of the other Dave Filoni-ish stuff. <laughs> the, the Filoni-verse. Awesome. <laughs> I think there's actually some trailers online now for Skeleton Crew and stuff. Are there? I, when, I, when I tried looking for yeah, the teasers. It's a every, real short one. Um, and I think the Acolyte as well. Yeah, everywhere I looked for them, it kept saying like that Lucasfilm had removed it. So, yes. <laughs> so there's, yeah, no, some, there's, there's no official place to get those teasers. Yeah. yeah. They'll eventually put it out. It was just kind of annoying because on the live stream, they'd be interviewing people and, and talking about uh, these trailers which the general public didn't get to see. You only got to see it from, you know, a 10-year-old holding up their cell phone uh, during, during the thing. It's the same thing at Comic-Con in San Diego. Whenever they do, like, the big studio presentations when Marvel comes out or, you know, all the other big studios come out, you'll see live stream of the actual, like, interviews, you know, like the actual panel and everything. And then they say, and then they're going to show this, and then they show this, and then they cut off the stream so you never see it. So right. there has to be some benefit to being there in the room. Yeah, that's your payback for paying hundreds of dollars for a ticket. So right. and you get in the main hall there. <laughs> I guess one of the other things that they announced today, they announced today the next Star Wars celebration will be in 2025, also the same weekend. So it is actually will be Easter weekend again. So Easter weekend 2025 in Tokyo. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so I hope the trip, guys. fans in Tokyo and surrounding areas enjoy. Yeah, so start saving now. Yeah. Right. Save your yen. <laughs> I'm not. I've always wanted to see Japan. So. Yeah. But yeah, the uh, out of everything by far, and it was one of the first things that came out on Friday. But the Ahsoka trailer just you yeah. know, blew me away. Like There's I said, a lot of excitement about it. I'm I'm very excited. I just started reading Ahsoka the novel, and yeah, it's it's good stuff. She's a really interesting character. Again, Ahsoka for the people that don't know, she kind of got basically kicked out of the Jedi Order because. You don't want to follow the rules, so yeah, we haven't covered that stuff yet. I mean, and we, we I don't know if we're going to right now in terms of Clone yeah. Wars, it's not kind of in the current batch, but at some point we will double back around to giving more of Ahsoka's story there. But for me, being still a fairly neophyte Rebels watcher, like I've really just kind of bounced around the series, you know, and know roughly about the characters and know roughly about some of their journeys and stuff like that. You know, I'm really looking forward to as we kind of delve into some of it, understanding those storylines a little bit better. But for me, it was still very, very exciting to see them in live action. Yeah. And I'm glad that they are in, it looks like kind of the same time period as Rebels and stuff like that. I really like that series a lot. Um, it's probably my favorite series, honestly, for animated. Yeah. For as much action as we've seen uh, so far on the Disney Plus streaming series, we haven't seen a lot of lightsabers. We've seen the Darksaber. Um, but other than, like, you know, little flashbacks and things that force wielders or, you know, or, or lightsaber users are haven't been part of those, uh, you know, the Mandalorian uh, Book of Boba Fett uh, so far. So, and I think that was probably intentional on their part, since you know, with Mandalorian, we were we were definitely trying to do, or we they, they, that you know, they were definitely trying to do something else and kind of go into a different, establish like that Star Wars could be something other than lightsaber wielders. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 
Some but as soon as you do a Skywalker series, I mean, at that point, it's it's about you know Jedi or it's about Force wielders. Very cool. Very yeah. very exciting weekend. Very cool. exciting yeah. stuff. <laughs> I, I and I'm still I, I I haven't gotten through the the live stream from the uh, the past two days. I I did get through them the first two days, but the last two. I, haven't done it, but my wife was kind of like, well, you don't have to watch it all today. Like you can kind of spread that out. These seven hour long videos, I don't have to watch them all today. So. And I literally sent you a text when I was at an event on Saturday and said, you know, why aren't you at this event? You're like, you live 15 minutes away and it's, you're, you're a collector of everything. And it was an event that had like a hundred booths of people selling toys and collectibles and stuff like that. And I was like, you know, why aren't you here? And you go, I'm watching the live streams right yeah. now. <laughs> I was doing celebration from home. Uh, and I was very excited. I was very in the moment of, of celebration uh, from across the ocean. So <laughs> we'll, we'll see how, you know, what that's like for, for, for Japan, you know, um, as far as, you know, them streaming the, the content. I know the panels, will certainly be different. Um, when they did um, Japan 15 years ago, it was a, a thing where, you know, in each panel, there'd be this live translation. So there, there'd be a little bit of a delay, uh, which kind of cuts down on your content um, because of that translation piece. But you have to be able to accommodate to the language of the local audience. Well, thanks uh, for sticking around, and uh, you know, thanks for doing this this extra bonus episode of binging the Force um, that we will uh, get out here pretty quickly. Um, you know, it's definitely fun to go over this stuff and kind of break from our our standard you know review episode. So, but we will still be doing that again uh, next week. <laughs> All right. Thanks Sounds for joining us. See you guys. See you guys. And thanks to those of us watching live. We actually had several live viewers for this. So. All right. Good, this good, is the good. way. Tell your friends about it. <laughs>